Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, you guys, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. We have a special guest returning to the show today, Jeremy Newsom from Real Life Trading. Jeremy's written a new book called Money Grows on Trees, and it's a book to blow your money limitations out of the water, to kick inner saboteurs in the butt, so you can get on with your job as a trader, which is to make as much money as you want. See, Jeremy's dad was an apple farmer whose money literally did grow on trees. And Jeremy learnt that it was not the lack of resources, but the lack of resourcefulness, which holds people back from achieving what they want. Jeremy's now the CEO and founder of Real Life Trading. He calls himself a giant love bug, a chatterbox, who loves trading and teaching. So welcome back to his high energy today and his thoughts on creating money out of thin air. But first, let's hear Louise Bedford in Mind Power on You Get What You Negotiate. Let's hear her now. You don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. You want a pay rise, then you have to go in and negotiate. Do you want somebody to help you around the house so that you can be freed up and you don't have to do the menial things? Then negotiate it either with your spouse or with yourself. If you need somebody to look after the kids so that you can study the share market, then negotiate it. Make sure you know exactly what you want and that way you can be sure that you can negotiate to get it. I had a lady mention to me, oh, I'd love to do your mentor program, but my husband won't let me. Now, let's have a look at that statement. Yes, you can have a want. You can have a desire. But unless you make concrete plans around that desire, it will never come true. It will never be a part of you. Because in your heart, you know if you want something badly enough, you will plan to get it. And no matter what your significant other said, you would say, you would find the words, you would convince, you would cajole, you would find a method of conveying your passion to them. And one of the ways that I suggest you go about it is to think of things from the other person's point of view. So think firstly, what's in it for them? How do they want their lives to be led? How do they want to live? And if you can find some reasons why the thing that you want will appeal to them because of what they want in their life, then you've got a winner. So have a look at it from the other person's point of view. Think of them first before you negotiate. 
And certainly for yourself, negotiate so that you get what you want. Because really, nobody's going to do this for you. It is up to you. And you do have our support. But in the end, you're the one who has to set the course for your life. This coming year, the Mentor Program is turning 20. And we are so excited that we're going to be giving away a whole batch of free trading resources. Register for those resources on tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority. The Mentor Program is a six-month repeat for free course. We have been training traders to live their best life. And now it's your turn. Go to tradinggame.com.au forward slash priority and register today. Jeremy Newsom from Real Life Trading in Nashville, USA. Hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, one of my favorite things in the world right now. Just listening to you and, and your channel and this podcast and being, being a part of this is just liberating. Liberating. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about Money Grows on Trees, Mr. Newsom. It is your new book, Brain Explosion. Money is made from paper. Paper is made from trees, meaning trees are money. <laughs> you know, it's a weird concept that a lot of people don't think about, but it's true. And the, the concept that just stemmed from my brain was so many people will come up with an excuse, Carolyn, for something. It doesn't matter what it is. So let's say I, I want to take a trip somewhere or I want to buy something or I want to invest in myself. Right. So let's say I want to go to an all inclusive resort for a week and just, you know, get massages and drink drinks and get showered with love. A lot of people won't do that because they're like, oh, well, it costs money. And the challenge is money is probably the easiest part of that formula. Right. It, the money is there. You just might not want to spend it, but it's there and money can be created like it's, it literally can be just manifested out of thin air. If you're trying to figure out how you can create it, and that was an example of someone from my whole life telling me that money doesn't grow on trees. But, it, I mean, an apple to an apple farmer, right? That's literally his income, and it's money just sitting there on a tree. Why did you write this book? I wrote this book for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, of the, one of the reasons was just to get it out of my head because I felt like uh, I wanted to put my thoughts on paper for me. But then as I began writing it, I realized that other people might like it from a trading psychology point of view. Um, trading psychology to the extent of, I mentioned I think in chapter four, just discussing greed. It's something that very frequently comes up in the trading discussions where people go, oh, you know what, I didn't wanna hold that trade too long because I was afraid I was being greedy or something. And it's like, well, wait a minute, isn't it your job as a trader to make as much money as you want? I mean, you, I mean, if you're going to trade, you've got to make a lot of money. And in order to make a lot of money, you're going to have to hold positions a long time. And it's not greed. It's something else. It's financial optimism. It's uh, whatever you want to call it that makes you better. But you can't tell your brain that you're greedy 
because you will never get more money because your brain doesn't want you to be greedy. It's just, it's a very simple formula. So when I figured that out, I wanted to tell as many people as possible from a trading perspective to not, don't ever say you're greedy. Because if you do say, oh, I didn't want to be greedy or, oh, I, I, I got out of this trade because I didn't want to be greedy, you're, you, that, what happens is you're, you're coming up with some line in the sand somewhere that says, I'm greedy if I make this amount of money. You're not greedy. You're gutsy if you hold on to a trade. Woo! There you go. It's another G word. Exactly right. It's not greed, man. It's something else. Resourcefulness. It's not the lack of resources, but one's lack of resourcefulness that holds us back from achieving what we want. You started life with an incredible BlackBerry resourcefulness. (laughs) So I forget who I said that story to, Carolyn, but they're like, BlackBerry is like the phone? And I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't selling berries the phone. I wasn't selling the phone. It was the <laughs> the actual berries that grow from a bush. And it was just an exchange of energy, you know? And, and the crazy part is they grow from a tree or a bush or a plant. And I took that and just exchanged it with physical body movement gave it to someone else. And because I did that, they gave me money for the thing that was just on the tree. So it is a resourcefulness. You're absolutely correct. And I, another reason I wrote this book is because I wanted to change people's mindsets about money because it's just an energy. You, for, for example, um, I say this with all sincerity, like me and you've never met and and Luis and, and all the people on your side of the world I truly love them. Like I just have so much love in my heart and, and positive energy. You can't have too much love, okay? You can't have too much happiness. That doesn't make any sense. You can't have too much spirituality. All three of those things are energies, right? Mm. So if money is an energy, you can't have too much money either. So go get as much as you possibly want because it will just make you more energetic. So let's talk about subconscious beliefs. Subconscious beliefs about money is what has led you to the exact financial situation you find yourself in now. Man, I'm getting goosebumps because someone read my book. (laughs) I'm just so excited. The thing is with the beliefs is the subconscious beliefs. I use that term a lot in this book because we don't think about it actively. Uh, An example would be, I don't think about actively the fact that I was once afraid if I became wealthy that my family would judge me, right? Oh, there's the, there's Mr. Moneybags, Jeremy, never giving, you know, never giving me a Christmas present. He forgot to get me a Christmas present (laughs) for Christmas and he has all this money. So he's just, he's just this greedy SOB. And I self perceived that happening So not only did it never happen, right, but I created that image of what it would probably happen if I got a lot of money, but it was subconscious. I did it when I was dreaming. Opposite to who you are. Well, I I know, but that's the thing is it, it just holds, everyone has those beliefs that we get created that hold us back. Um, another one was I was afraid that I'd have family members ask me for money and then I would say no, and then they would think that I was a bad person and no longer loved me. So in my brain, subconsciously, I said to myself, it'll be a lot easier not to get money so that I never have to have that confrontation. 
Wow, right? but in a saboteur. Yeah, and that's the subconscious mind that I'm talking about. Everyone battles that to some degree. If you're not happy with your finances, if you are happy with your finances, then you probably have other stuff that might be that, that you could work on, right? We're never perfect, and we never will be perfect, but we can always figure out that super, super, super small detail that will help us make a big change in the future from where we are now to where we want to be you know, 20 years from now. So how does that fit into the context of trading? I, I think that is trading in, in, its, in its essence. Uh, me and Luis, or I should say Luis and I, we were chatting about uh, just the, the future implications of trading. And one of the things that we said almost in unison in our interview was trading makes you become the person that you need to become in order to trade successfully, which is you have to become a better version of yourself to do anything successfully. So like you, you run one of arguably the greatest world's podcasts on finances out there, and you have become a better version of yourself, right, over the last two years. So American, so, so hyper-positive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... You have become a better version of yourself. We've all Mm. done things over time. Mm. If we want to make more money trading, well, we're going to have to do things differently and continue to just slowly improve. And every single day I'm trying to find one thing that didn't do well in my trading that I can go, okay, I want to do that one thing better tomorrow. Okay, so let's talk about the power of visualizing because you are the visualizations of yourself. Anthony Robbins, as you say in your book, says it is better to be led by your dreams than pushed by your problems. So let's talk about the power of visualizing your best case scenario. Ooh, this is so exciting. Okay, right. What's, a, what's incredible about that, the visualization, is that we stop doing it after about the age of 15, right? As children, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? And you're going to, you're going to like, I want to be a fairy tale dancer, or I want to be a ballet, or I want to, I want to be a ninja or a pirate or a, a herpetologist or a zoologist, or I want to work with pandas all day, you know, or a surfer or a bowler or whatever. And over time, those things will obviously change. That's no, there's nothing wrong with that, but we forget to stop dreaming. We forget, we forget to continue aspiring for something big. And that comes from just being afraid of not knowing how great we could be. Right? That's that visualization process. The visualization is everyone that I've ever worked with knows exactly what being incredibly, incredibly poor is like or being just broke out of their mind. But very few people knows what a billion dollars tastes like, right? So like if you got a billion dollars in your bank account right now, where, where are you eating? What kind of food are you eating? What are you wearing? Where are you living? What are you driving? What does the steering wheel feel like? We need to get that detailed about the things that we want to create. And that visualization just simply gives your brain this cool creative energy to build something because that's all we did when we were a kid. Okay, so I know the answer to this. If you can visualize it, it can happen. That's the power of it. You have to see it first and then it can manifest. I totally agree with you. I think you're absolutely right because if we don't, we're going to end up losing it. That's why many people, 
in sports, at least over here in the U.S., the statistic is something like 80% of professional athletes go broke within five years of retiring. So we're talking about millions and millions of dollars vanished, gone. And that's because they never visualized having it. They were just like, oh, I'm so lucky. I'm blessed with all these talents. But they never thought about the visualization of, okay, now that I have this money, how do I protect it? They just got it. They, they, they're so excited, but they never thought through, what do I do when I get it? Because they never thought about it. So they just have it now. Good. And they don't know what to do. So on that, here's a quote from your book on protecting money. Money wants to be loved, cared for, and protected. It also wants to grow. It doesn't want to be spent on frivolous things. Jeremy's smiling. Money yearns to be spent on items, trips, vacations, journeys, memories, experiences that make your life better. It wants yeah. to be protected. Your trading mindset is imperative to keep your money. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is because as in trading, one, one thing that far, far too many people do is they don't reward themselves in time. And they just end up giving their money back to the market because other people want to spend it more more creatively. Uh, I was talking to a gentleman. I won't mention his name, but I was on the phone truly three nights ago because it's uh, Wednesday right now. So we're talking Monday, Monday night. I was talking to a guy on the phone and he was just just going through his general trading and life and questions and answers. And I asked him, OK, man, let me fair question. Have you ever been up before? Okay, so you started with $30,000. Have you ever gotten to thirty-five? dollars He's like, oh, yeah, dude, hundreds of times. I'm like, okay, well, when did you pull the money out and reward yourself? He's like, well, never, because I want to hit 100 and I was just being greedy. I'm like, oh, okay. So number one, it's not greed, right? We already talked about that. But number two, imagine how many times if you went from 30 to 35 and pulled out, let's just say 3000 and went back to thirty-two. Okay, and then went from 32 to 30, mm. and then back from 30 to 35, and then repeated that process. He'd probably have new floors in his home. He'd probably have a new refrigerator. He'd probably have a new car, and all those things would be happy, and he'd be excited, and his brain would get rewarded because money is an energy. And if you want more money, you have to create this energy that you're going to do great things with it because it, it is an energy, just like a relationship. If you're in a relationship with somebody, they're not going to be with you very long if you tell them that you don't like them. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. If you're always saying, hey, I don't, I don't like you. I don't need more of you in my life. I don't want to be around you. Well, you're not going to be around that person. So energy has that, that money has that same energy, that same relationship that we need to reward ourselves, Carolyn. It is okay to love money. A friend of yours said, I never made a lot of money until she started accepting the fact that she loved money. So here are some positive statements you wrote in your book about money. I love money and money loves me. I sincerely love money because of all the incredible things I can accomplish with its help. And I sincerely love money because it will amplify who I already am. And I'm an amazing human. <laughs> yes, that's something that I say to myself every day um, on, on all honesty. Doesn't always be out, it's not always out loud, but it's in my mind. And I encourage everyone to say that if you have a winning day or a losing day, uh, if you got a check from your grandma or if a friend gave you $5 for your birthday, say those words either out loud or subconsciously because you have to love money if you want more of it. Because uh, that, that story is from a lady named Claire. She lives in Toronto, Canada, 
and she wouldn't mind me telling you this. She's again, very wealthy, an incredible woman, just a badass, right? She's a woman boss. She's a woman boss. Like she goes and gets things done, but it didn't start happening for her until she just started accepting openly that she loved money because why not? And I think, I mean, the place that I got a lot of this from was just asking people their questions about money because as wild as it seems to me, the three things you're not supposed to talk about, well, let's say four, four things you're not supposed to let talk guess, about. Let me guess, let me guess. Religion, Some, politics, okay. sex, okay. and money. Boom. And those are like <laughs> the four greatest things in the world. Okay. If we're not talking about sex and we're not talking about money and we can't, we're not talking about politics and we're not talking about religion or spirituality, what are we talking about? We don't have to agree on these things, okay? You can disagree with me all you want. That's fine. We're not talking about sex, and we're not talking about money. Your life is boring, and I don't want to talk to you anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's apply this to your trading. In terms of visualizing, in terms yeah. of subconscious beliefs, how does this impact Jeremy placing trades, losing money, losing streaks? Let's get practical about it. Let's get practical. I love that you're bringing this full circle. So the practicality number one, one very useful thing you can do right now for anyone listening to this, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, the next month, when you lose money, visualize that you're giving it to a friend. For example, you play, let's say you play poker. I don't know if you've ever played poker, but something where you're giving money to someone else who's outplayed you for that hand. That's what the market is. In the market, someone beat you. So get a friend, whoever that person is in your mind, and just visually go in your mind and going, hey, you, you beat me today. Let me give you this $300 or $500 or whatever it is, $1,000. Congratulations, you beat me. And just visualize that because then it'll make you a little bit happier that you're giving your money to your friend because who doesn't love gifts? Someone you care right? about, right, okay. Exactly, someone you really, really care about. So you'll be a little bit happier because you will lose money on some trades. And then when you win, same thing. Imagine if you want a very rich, wealthy person writing you a check saying, thank you for being amazing. You, you did very well today. You played well. You worked well. You did well. You traded well. That's your job as a trader to trade well. So here's a check. And you're going to go, yeah. And then you cash that check. Everywhere else in the world, if you work for something, you will expect to get paid for it. And then you're happy to get paid for it, except in trading. People all the time want to make more and more and more and more and more and grow their account bigger and bigger and bigger because they mm -hmm. think it's greed, but it's not. It's just simply the fact that they don't realize they're getting paid to trade and reward yourself. Even if it's a, even if it's 50 freaking dollars, man, it's okay. Take out some money. Go get a nice dinner with you and your boo and uh, enjoy it. Final piece of advice for people wanting to change their mindset in the markets and move towards their trading goals just briefly super quick mindset shift is to understand how important it is for you to not be greedy you are not a greedy person tell other people that realize it in your heart of hearts understand that if you made a million dollars you would probably give some of that away to some friends and family or a charity or organization or some type of donation. If you want to trade successfully, you're going to need to make a lot of money. So you are not greedy. Change that mindset right now. Stop using that word forever. Unless you're actually greedy, 
in which case you should not trade the stock market because you're just not going to – that's <laughs> good luck. And you just have to make that shift right now. Stop using the word. Understand that you're not greedy. You're a great human being and you're going to do phenomenal things with your money. Money Grows on Trees by Jeremy Alexander Newsom is available online. It's a fun book. Jeremy, thank you for your time. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And Jeremy will be flying out from Nashville to be a guest presenter with Louise Bedford and Chris Tate in Australia in November this year. So we look forward to seeing him. Stay tuned next week on Talking Trading because we have entrepreneur Manish Bindi from London on real estate, gold and silver, and the mindset of success. I'm Caroline Stephen. Good luck trading this week. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week, happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.